Welcome back to episode 157 of the Draft FC podcast. Welcome back to the Draft FC podcast, the podcast and website dedicated to all things official Draft FPL. My name is Mitch and I'm your host for another Game Week preview, going over waiver options, hidden gems and general Premier League chat ahead of Game Week 22. I hope you've all been enjoying your little mini break from FPL while letting the very drawn out two-week game week play out. It was generally a very high-scoring game week, though it didn't feel like it due to how long you had to wait between games. But from looking around the leagues, the average score this week was pushing near 50 points, which is very good work all round. The next mini break we get now isn't until the end of March, where we have the final international break before the Euros in the summer. It does also need to be pointed out that there is still plenty of football to get through before game week 22 actually kicks off as we have the FA Cup fourth round games this weekend which can obviously still throw some spanners in the works in terms of injuries. On the whole though I think the cup games will provide us with positive value as there are lots of players close to returns from injuries or injuries we're not really sure about at all who could feature or at least pop up off the bench. The January transfer window remains open I think Usually I'm keeping notes ready to do a new transfer pod around now, but I think given the activity levels, we'll probably just end up chatting through them in these game week previews. Despite the fact there have been practically no moves, I still managed to let one go completely under the radar and then watch them pop up and score at the weekend. So we'll of course chat about that fella a little bit later on. I'm recording this episode on Thursday the 25th of January, so any team news, injury developments or press conference info are up to date as of then. And of course, subject to change. If my voice sounds slightly different this week, it's because I'm just getting over the flu, so please bear with me. Some of the players I'll be discussing in this episode include Ben Chilwell, Timo Werner, Breton Diaz, and many more. So let's get straight into it. So I know it was a few weeks ago now, but let's have a look at the last waiver watch ahead of game week 21. The main players you were bringing in were Timo Werner, hot off the press, Alfie Doughty, Van de Ven, Emerson, Dawson and Morgan Gibbs-White. The players making way were Senesi, Semenyo, Visser, McNeil, Mateta and Ben Davies. Let's move on to the fixtures. Now Arsenal, looking at the next six games or so, have a very nice run. A big home clash against fellow title challengers Liverpool in game week 23, but some very winnable games around that. Rice's injury is one to keep an eye on, so that could open the door for someone like Jorginho to get a run in the midfield. Next is Villa. The fixtures all seem to look good when you're playing well, and again, a very nice run over the next month or two. Newcastle at home isn't one where I'd back the cleanie, but I would back them still for a positive result there. Trips to Sheffield, Fulham and Luton as their next three away games also provide a very good opportunity for them to continue their impressive run. Then we've got Brighton, just one tricky fixture, possibly away to Spurs in Game Week 24. Away to Luton this week means they will be very popular pickups, and whether you're intending to or not, their players could prove hard to get rid of after that. Crystal Palace at home the following week, then if you're willing to keep them through that Spurs fixture, they follow it up with Sheffield United, Everton, Fulham and Forest in the run after that. I said in the last game preview that it wouldn't surprise me if we then saw two clean sheets in a row, and we did albeit I wasn't expecting to see two nil-nils in a row from Brighton. What it means, though, is their squad is now fully opened up to us in terms of draft potential. All year, we've pretty much had to ignore their defenders and their keepers, who have been amongst the worst combo for draft managers as well. 
That goalkeeper situation is an interesting one to keep an eye on as we've now seen Verbruggen get a run of three starts in the balance between game week 16 to 18. They drew two and lost one. No clean sheets in that run. Then we've seen Steele have a run of three and in that run they've drawn two again but won one with two clean sheets. So if the idea was to audition them both, the run-in, then Steele may well have the confidence now and if he starts away at Luton, we may finally have a nailed number one to go with at Brighton. And Fulham, not been massively impressive lately, but their home form continues to chug along absolutely fine. They've got Everton at home this week, then a trip to Burnley, followed by Bournemouth at home. It's not a bad little trio of fixtures to look at there. And usually some attacking options available in the waivers if you want somebody a bit more interesting. City are another team where the fixtures always tend to look quite good, but their next five are particularly nice. Burnley at home, Brentford away, Everton at home, Brentford at home, Bournemouth away. I would expect 15 points and a net goal difference to match incoming, but obviously their players are very hard to come by. And finally Spurs, Brentford at home next up. And while Brentford themselves are buoyed by the return of Ivan Tony, Spurs are quietly reassembling the squad that was blowing teams away earlier on in the season. Madison is expected to be back in the fold for the FA Cup clash with City tomorrow. So we'll wait and see if he starts that one or comes off the bench elsewhere. It could be difficult to get a look in, though, as one of the few teams to actually sign some players, we do have some fresh meat to discuss very shortly. In terms of this week, I'm sort of contractually obligated to mention Palace at home to Sheffield United, but honestly, this feels like the perfect conditions for Roy Hodgson to end up back feeding the Ducks. Sheffield United should really have nothing to fear from Palace at the moment, and we'll be looking to go there and, and try and take all three points. They should do anyway. Palace and Sheffield United are currently identical in the form table, right down near the bottom. One win from their last six. If we look at Palace's home form, they've only won once in their last six home games and lost four, which currently puts them 20th in that particular form table. Sheffield United themselves, though, are winless in their last six away games. So this is the sort of clash you get when a very stoppable force meets a very movable object. And yeah, I guess we'll wait and see who comes out on top. Other fixture news to mention, which isn't too far on the horizon now, is regarding game week 26, which will now have some blanks due to Chelsea and Liverpool progressing to the League Cup final that weekend. So this means Chelsea against Spurs and Liverpool against Luton will have to be slotted in again later in the season. So if you're particularly stacked on those teams, maybe worth looking to see now if anything needs to be addressed there. So let's get into the main pick, starting again with the Brighton defence. And I've, I'm mentioning Van Hecker and Dunk at centre-back. I expect those to continue to be the centre-back partnership there. Van Hecker's ownership just 22% in 10-team leagues. Dunk a bit higher at 57%, but still plenty of them available to pick up if you need them. As I said, away to Luton this weekend, plus a very nice couple of months ahead on the fixture front. I expect both those ownerships to increase. An all-star defender to, to mention now, that's Ben Chilwell. His ownership currently sat around 50% in 10-team leagues. His ownership dipped as low as 30% in Game Week 18, and for very good reason, we hadn't really seen him since Game Week 6. Came off the bench in their 1-0 win over Fulham and then started as captain in their second League Cup semi-final leg tie earlier this week. And I said a few weeks ago that I'm personally done with Chilwell and James, particularly this season, for however much of it they come back to play. I can understand taking them if you're struggling, but don't go trading anything valuable for him if you're trying to get him off someone else. I'm still not convinced the team is structurally sound enough to allow him to really flourish off that left-hand side and put up the sort of numbers you would possibly hope he would get. 
if he if he plays out the remainder of the season, it'll be an absolute fine draft asset. He'll get enough clean sheets and, and, and assists here and there to make him worthwhile. I just don't think he's quite the superstar defender we maybe thought he could have been earlier on pre-season. Talking of superstar defenders, though, we have to talk about Alfie Doughty. Somehow still not quite the highest own Luton player, but I expect that to change it will come next week. Ownership now sitting around 70% in 10 team leagues with another assist in their draw away at Burnley, putting him on six for the season now. So you're not owning him for any defensive possibilities here. It's purely for those whips into the box. A very fun player to own and, yeah, hoping he can overtake Carl Morris to be the most owned Luton player next week. And then the last defender from the main section is Lissandro Martinez. If he floats your boat, then I suggest he's an option this week. Ownership down to around 25%. So if you want some Man United defensive action for fixtures against the likes of Wolves, West Ham and Villa coming up, go grab the little fella. Into midfield now and let's talk about one of the very few shiny new additions to the game for January and that's Spurs' Timo Werner. Now obviously Werner is not a name that will be totally unfamiliar to draft managers if you've played the game more than a couple of years now. He was added to the game just after I had the last game preview out and already Racing into your draft teams in 10 team leagues, his ownership already stands at 66%. Such is the thirst for playing forward in draft FPL. I hope I didn't just mention it was a midfielder. He's in as a forward. And not a bad opening return. Five points from a solid assist and 79 minutes on his debut. Not bad at all. Now, I wrote a lengthy post about my thoughts on, on Werner just before the deadline, which seemed to annoy quite a few folk out there when I was talking about the caliber of of player that I'd consider waving out for him including the likes of Visser, Gakpo, Awanii, Jao Pedro. As always I was trying to be realistic with my expectations and touted an estimate of around 65 FPL points between now and the end of the season and I said in that post that the biggest casualty here would be Brennan Johnson who I've been generally unimpressed with I think Werner has already showed he can be a more holistic threat and more of a factor in the game than Johnson can. Son's return almost certainly makes Werner the fourth man in the front three, but I would still expect rotation and enough opportunities from the bench for him to get close to that estimate that I've put for around 65 points. Five down, 60 to go. For most of your gauge leagues out there, he's already been picked up. In my league, for example, he's already been picked up and already traded, so... Yeah, lots of movement for him. Not many of you will still have him lying around, but definitely worth picking up if he is there. Fuller midfield is a general one I wanted to highlight. All less than 50% ownership, which means the vast majority of leagues will have at least one of these guys available. I'm talking about Andreas Pereira, Willian, Dequadova Reed, Harry Wilson, Kenny. All potential options to see you through the next few weeks. The defenders are all in the same boat too, as it goes, if you fancy a bit of the Fulham clean sheet action. And then the final one to highlight in the main picks is a player returning from injury, and that's Karu Matoma for Brighton. Ownership has been in absolute freefall over the past couple of game weeks as managers didn't feel able to cope with his absence through January. Three goals and five assists up to game week 18 is underwhelming compared to preseason expectations, and that may well have set the scene for a third of his owners considering him expendable. So yeah, his ownership is now in the mid-60% range. So plenty of engaged leagues out there in which he will be available in the waiver pile. These are the sort of drops, decisions that will make up part of the tapestry of your draft season when you're looking back on it in the summer. And being able to pick up somebody like Matoma in January could be a very prominent part 
of your own draft tapestry when you look back. So why might a lot of those managers have lost patience? Well, his per 90 FPR output so far this season comes to around four points per 90, which in my opinion is very respectable. That is a passable score, but maybe not one managers were willing to hold on the back of their bench for. This means there's an opportunity now for many managers down near the bottom of the league to pick him up. And reports from The Athletic just today suggest he could be back as soon as game week 23, which is just over a week away now. Last season, he was averaging just over five FPL points per 90. So there has been a drop off, but we're not talking a massive drop off here. Plus, he'll be coming back from injury, meaning Brighton will want to be careful with him. But what a pickup to come into your team if you are near the bottom of your draft league. Some hidden gems to discuss. Most of these are new players to the game. So let's start with uh, Radu Draguzin for Spurs. Young Romanian centre-back brought in from Genoa. Has been part of the Juventus setup since he was a teenager, but then ended up making only one senior appearance for them. Had a couple of low moves, including a low move to Genoa, who then made that move permanent for just €6 million Euros back in the summer. So they've already made about €20 million profit in just six months. Now, as it stands, he is a rotation option, can cover either centre-back spot, can also do a job at right-back if necessary, though I doubt he's ever had to cover a Postacoglu right-back spot, so that can remain to be seen. Not one I'm interested in at the moment. If there's any injuries or suspensions for Romero or Van der Ven, then I've got no doubt he would be the preferred backup over Davies. So we may, you know, he may be on one of the pods before the season's over, if we know that that's the case. But for now, just one to keep an eye on from afar. The next is Breton Diaz, a familiar name to anyone that keeps an eye on the championship. Don't be fooled by the name and the label of uh, Chilean international striker. This lad grew up in Stoke, came up through the forest ranks and made his name at Blackburn as a reliable sort of one in three goal scorer. Now, if you've not heard the story of how he came by his international call up, it is worth looking up on a side note. Ultimately, he joined Villarreal on a free in the summer from Blackburn and now finds himself on loan at Sheffield United, having failed to really make much of a mark in Spain. But it didn't take him long to make a mark in his first Premier League appearance, then with a goal in their 2-2 draw with West Ham last weekend. He looked good and certainly an upgrade on some of their other options they've had there. He's come in as a midfielder, which probably harms his value slightly because I think if he'd come in as a forward, there would have been lots of people clambering um, to take him for their third forward spot. We look at the fixtures now. They've got Palace away, as we've already said, Villa at home, Luton away, Brighton at home, Wolves away in the next five. These all present, you know, opponents that they can create chances against. And, you know, now he's, say, he used to be Ben Diaz, but with a name, new name like Brereton Diaz, what's, what's not to like? And then finally, quick mention for David Fofana, who has now joined Burnley on loan from Chelsea. He was at Union Berlin on loan, but has come back and, and rejoined them. Now, during his time over in Germany, he got just one goal from nearly 700 minutes played, which isn't much. I expect him to get some game time, though, at Burnley. Otherwise, I don't think he'd have been allowed to go and join them. For me, just one to keep an eye on for now. If you're in very large leagues where you can't even find a striker that gets 10 minutes off the bench here and there, then definitely one to go and grab now. Then my most hidden gem pick this week is a really boring one, and that's in the the absence of Vladimir Kufau due to his sending off. I'm opting for Ben Johnson for West Ham. They've got a home game against Bournemouth, so not a bad shout for a clean sheet and someone that's pretty much universally available. 
Joel Linton has to go on the get rid list. He's got decent ownership around the leagues, but it sounds like he's going to be out for pretty much the rest of the season now after having some some surgery on a hamstring issue, which is a shame for him. The only player I've noted down on my trade talk list on the sell high side is Gabriel Martinelli. I'm sure there will be lots of managers who have already had cold feet and maybe moved him on, but after two goals in injury time, a nice little uptick in his value and you may be able to get slightly more for him than you could have done just a couple of weeks ago. But obviously with that, your mind's now going to be thinking, oh, he's back to doing what he did last season and you're going to want to keep him. But I've still not really seen anything to suggest he's quite up to that consistent form that he was last year and I would still look to try and sell him high at the moment. And then another new little addition I wanted to make to the usual game previews is just to have a little watch list. So these players, I'm not really going into any detail. They're just players I've got half an eye on to see how they do, whether they get a run in the team, how quickly they come back from injury. The players I've put on there, Mount returning from injury. I'm, I'm expecting that to happen soon. Same for Harvey Barnes at Newcastle. And then a couple of other players I've got my own are Nicholas Dominguez and Andrew Obamadeli for Forest. Neither of them are injured. Have played a little bit recently in the cup and in the league. So I'm just going to be keeping tabs on them too. So that is it for this episode. A reminder that the waiver window this week will be processed on Monday the 29th of January at 6 o'clock UK time. That's because we've got a midweek game week after the FA Cup weekend. So the first fixture to kick off in game 22 will be on Tuesday the 30th at half past seven between Forest and Arsenal. We've got five matches on Tuesday, a few on Wednesday and a couple on Thursday. And then a very tight turnaround to game 23 where we have a normal Saturday through Monday game week. Now, the last pod was a bit of a bonus episode, which had absolutely nothing to do with the season or your draft team. So if you want something just to go and kill 20 minutes, you can go and have a listen to that where I do a bit of a fantasy fantasy draft. You'll know what I mean when you listen to it. That can also be viewed on our YouTube channel. So that was recorded for video as well with a few little clips put in there that you won't be able to get on the audio format. So if you head over to YouTube and search us up at draft underscore FC or just look in the comment description below, you'll be able to click a link there take you to our YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe on there so you don't miss out on any other videos that get dropped and give us a thumbs up if you like what we're doing there. Likewise, with the podcast, make sure you're subscribed or followed on whichever platform you listen on. I know most of you are already, but just for any new ones that have found our way here in 2024, anyone else that's new and hasn't gone over to draftfc.co.uk, make sure you do that too. If you're big into your official FPL draft, then we have the website for you. So much on there, too much to really talk about now. And if you want full access to that without having to pay a penny, you can get a one-month free trial using the code DRAFTFCPOD. All one word capitalised, DRAFTFCPOD. That'll give you a one-month free trial and you can see everything that we've got on offer there. Follow us on Twitter too, at draft underscore FC. This is probably the best place to message us if there's anything you need or want. Best of luck for the waivers. Hope you get some some players to reinvigorate your teams. And until next time, stay sure.